0: This is Andy Perrault Boxing Social Association with Betfred, take two with Gary Lockett. An issue there with my camera, but we'll go again. Gary, firstly, commiserations on Jay's unfortunate defeat to Julio Cesar Martinez today. What was your thoughts on his performance and his well, brilliant performance?
1: Well, it's like I said to Jay and Peter, you know, um, before we didn't know. We know now, you know, Jay's a world-class fighter and, um, and I don't like saying things like this, but you know, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be a world champion in the future. I mean, I think... The showing that he gave, you know, he outboxed Martinez for long periods, didn't he? Um, but um, obviously Martinez is very power, powerful and he's strong as a bull and he just had, he just got on top in the end, didn't he? And that knockdown, I think, was crucial.
0: What was going through your mind as the rounds were progressing from the first on up until the last?
1: Just delighted, really. Delighted delighted what a show that he was, he was making of it. And, you know, I, I think I thought he won probably um, a few more rounds than the judges. I just gave it. Um, I thought it was, you know, quite close. Just because he was just outboxing Martinez for long periods, and Martinez just couldn't really work him out. And um, then again, he got hit with the, he got hit with a body shot for the knockdown, and he got hit with a few silly shots, pulling back high. Um, and I think because Martinez was on the front foot for most of the fight, I think that counted as well, didn't it? So
0: that knockdown, how much of a difference do you feel? Do you feel that made in the fight?
1: Yeah, I think it would have been obviously closer on the, on, the, on, the, on the cards, but I don't think it affected Jay, did it? Because I think he outboxed him for the rest of the round and he came back really strong. So um, it's all experience. You know, he's never been down before. Um, so that was the first time. He could, he, I always say to the guys, you, know, you can take that off now. You know you've experienced it. You know what it's like and you know how to get through it if it happens
0: again. Obviously, the scorecards have been talked about on social media. I mean, In particular, the one of uh, 118, 109. What was your thoughts on that? Well, it's just crooked.
1: You know, it's absolutely crooked. You know, the 115-112, you're going to understand. The 116-111 is too wide, Um, and the 118-110. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy doesn't work again for the WBC because that's absolutely ridiculous. But these things keep happening, and how are we supposed to stamp them out? You know, do these do these guys get um, do they get trialed? Do do they have to qualify to be? I, I don't. You know, everyone gets it wrong every now and again. But you can't only give Jay Harris two rounds in that fight, can you?
0: I know he's early doors yet, but when does work begin to try and engineer another world title fight?
1: Yeah, definitely. Obviously, he's got a good promotional team behind him in MZK. Um, um, I know Eddie was impressed as well tonight. So, um, you know, Eddie's coming to Wales on uh, May the ninth. So perhaps we can do something together. I don't know. You know, we'd have to we'd have to sit down with, with with MTK and see what the options are. But no doubt, you know, he's impressed everybody tonight. I mean, if you just look at social media and what people are saying, nobody gave him a chance. He was a six-to-one underdog, wasn't he? So, um, you know, and he, he come he come close. Apart from the knockdown and, and, and maybe a couple of rounds where he got over, he got bullied and overpowered, but he come close. But um, I'm I'm immensely proud of him, and uh, you know, just looking forward to the future now.
0: Gary, we'll leave it there now and I'll leave you to spend the rest of the night with Team Harris. I appreciate you giving up some time though and thanks for speechboxing socials. No problem, thanks. This is Andrew Perov, Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm Lop Jumbo, Promoter Lee Eaton here in Texas, Lee. Your man Jay Harris coming up just short against Julio Cesar Martinez. Just what was your thoughts on his performance and the fight?
2: Uh, I thought it was a great, uh, absolute world-class performance from Jay. Uh, obviously, we didn't know if Jay was world-class. Um, obviously, we knew he was European level and that, but uh, tonight that he showed he's a world-class fighter. Um, come up short, yeah. But listen, it, without the knockdown, it could have been, I reckon, could have been a draw. But the 118, 109 was fucking shocking. But um, listen, he's cut, he got booed on the way in, and on the way out, he got cheered and fucking like an absolute hero. welcome, welcome. So I'm over the moon for him. He uh, boxed a class fight, and there's a big future for him.
0: Obviously, Jay's probably surprised a lot of people tonight, but he put in such a brilliant performance.
2: Did he exceed your own expectations? Yeah, massively. He, he exceeded my expectations. I didn't know if he was world-class, and tonight we've shown he is world-class. And hopefully Eddie or someone gives him another shot because he deserves it on that performance.
0: On the body shot that did knock him down, what was going through your mind at that time?
2: I missed it. I'm not going to lie, I missed it. I looked up and he was getting up. So, um, listen, it is what it is. Martinez is meant to be the, the next Big thing and stuff like that. Obviously, he's not very big. He's a bit of a, a bit short, but other he's, this is a great performance. Um, Martinez, great whips. He's a nasty little fucker. Whips and body shots in non-stop, relentless. But Jay outboxed most of the fight in my eyes. Um, obviously, the, the, the knockdown, and obviously there, there was other rounds that he was catching Jay and stuff like that. But listen, I'm over the moon for him. You mentioned the scorecards as well. 118, 119 was very wide. How did you score it there? Um, with the knockdown, I'd say 114, 112 to Martinez. But without the knockdown, I'd say it, was, it could be. Do you know what I mean? It was. Listen, some of the rounds were very close. Um, he was he was hitting Jay's gloves a lot. Um, and this is it, it, what it is. It don't matter about the scorecards. I'm just I'm just proud of him. Very proud of him. Glad to have been here all week. Um, and I'm just proud of him. You mentioned as well, you know, he's announced himself to that world scene. How exactly do you go
0: about trying to engineer another world title for it?
2: Well, listen, he's still high in all the rankings. Um, obviously, Mauricio from WBC has just um texted um Bob Yalen and just said, Great performance, and obviously, he'll get another shot down the line. So, fingers crossed. Um, maybe Eddie or, or we can, MTK, who has done a fantastic job with him, um, will get him another shot, because he deserves it.
0: 100%, and I'll echo those words, he was brilliant
2: tonight. But before I let you go, what would you like to say to everybody regarding uh, Jay's future? So just keep watching. The kid's announced himself on the world scene now, and he's going to be an exciting fighter. Um, it's, it's, so just keep looking, keep watching out, and be new soon, get it back out. And I appreciate your time. I allow you to spend the rest of your night with Team Harris, and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks Thank for being social. Thank you very much. Cheers.
3: Andrew Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global I'm here with Peter Harris, Jay Harris's father and Gary Lockett, Welsh legend in the game of boxing (laughs) Uh, We've just seen Jay in an outstanding fight I mean, like I said to Jay in that interview there I was on the edge of my seat It was fun for me to watch as a father, as a trainer and manager Was it fun for you guys? start with you, Peter? No. <laughs> nah, I was
4: outstanding. The performance was fantastic. Uh, the guts he showed, the courage, the skill, was amazing. Like, And when he got up in that 10th round, I think it was, it was just done and all for me. Because he actually won the round as well, so it was fantastic. It was for him. You guys, you,
3: you, was it fun for you
1: to watch and be a part of? Yeah, it was, it was massive fun to be a part of. And, uh, you know, we know, you know. Before, it's like I said to Pete. I said in his ear. I said, you know, we, we didn't know before. He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "World class. We didn't know. You know, we've took a step into the unknown." We know now, and everybody else knows, I mean, the, the, the people, the influential people around us that are talking about Jay Harris um, and saying that he's a future world champion um, is, is, is really unbelievable. You know, Lee was sat next to Regis Progray, Sergio Mora, and they were all very, very complimentary. And, uh, you know, no one's done it to this kid. You know, and if you if you listen to what Eddie Hearn said on the interview the other day, he said, I think this kid has got the, uh, uh, the ability and the ferociousness to be one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world in years to come. It, yeah. So we that's the case. How good is J? How good is Jay? So you know, it's it's one way or the other. It's either he isn't that good, or Jay is is, is very very good. So um, no, you know, I think all I wanted was for him to come out of it with with credit, and I think he's done a lot lot more than that, isn't he? You know, t- to me, I think mm. you feel the same. We I, feel we feel like
4: we've won. I I've won. Yeah, the boy was fantastic. Honest to God, I thought uh, I thought he won the fight. I'm a biased dad. But I mean, looking at it as, as, you know, as logically as I can, I give the kid four rounds and I what J-Box is outstanding.
3: Talk, talk to me when Gary just mentioned there uh, that the guys, people like Gary Lock, uh, Gary Lockett, people like, uh, well here's a, a boxer legend, so Gary Lockett, uh, Regis Progre and Sergio Mora and Maurice Succo, when you've got guys like that who are world elite fighters and stuff that like have been at the top of the game, fought football titles, when they're saying nice things about your son, how does that make
4: you feel? Oh, it's great because uh, I think fighters, especially knowledgeable fighters, they appreciate good, good fighters, don't they? Mm-hmm. So Jay, Jay put a great performance on, he's a, he's a really top class fighter, as Gary said, he's world class, so we appreciate those fighters. This is great. Talk to me about that body shot
3: that dropped Jay oh. in the 10th round, I mean, it looked like a sickening body shot in the replay. When Jay went down, what was, oh, this is obviously for both of you this question, what was, your, what was running through your head, what was your initial thoughts?
4: Oh my word! Well, okay. just just before you know, <laughs> it, just before it, one of our men Brett, actually said, "He's never been past nine rounds," and then he drops straight with a body shot in the tenth. I'm like, "Oh my God! What have you said?" Like, <laughs> but uh, I looked at him. I could see him getting himself together. I was praying for him to get up. And when he got up, then and just took it back to him was it shows how big his heart is, how big his courage is. You know, it was massive, massive heart he got. I feel you were proud that like the oh that the fact they got God. back. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That who does that? Like, you know. Did you not know used to do that when you were fighting? I never got it.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can tell your face is beautiful. Face <laughs> doesn't tell a story,
5: but uh, no.
3: He, um,
1: I think he started To get a little bit lax. I yeah. think he started to work the, the the guy. Don't get me wrong. It was it was a very close fight, but I think that he realised that he had nothing to fear off the guy because you know the guy did it with his best shot and he started to relax a little bit. And as he backed up, I think he just picked his elbows up to me and relaxed a little bit. But good shot. You know, he got up, but then. Yeah, boxing for the rest of the round then, which which is testament to how, how tough oh, and gutsy he is, isn't it? So.
3: I don't think Jay's done 12 rounds before. Was it nice, yeah. a European fight that was 12 rounds? All oh, right, OK, right. I was about to say, just how... how I've done my research. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was at both fights. I was, I, was I was at that fight as well, so, you know. Um, yeah, like, the championship rounds, everyone says, this is the championship rounds, this is when it makes a break of fight. I mean, Jay sh- showed his fitness. Mm. Showed how tough he was and probably,
4: arguably, he went on to win the, the 11th and 12th, yeah. Yeah, he won the last couple of rounds. which, As you said, says everything about him. To do that, like, you know. And I thought, that, I thought that's what it, what's what have sealed it for him, like, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Obviously, it didn't mm-hmm. work that way out that way.
3: But, uh, you impressed with
4: the... <laughs> you, were you impressed at how
3: well he, he came on and put the fight to him in the 11th and 12th round? Yeah,
1: we know, we know that he's... Um, we've done this. I mean, when he boxed Thomas Osomba three years ago for mm-hmm. the Commonwealth title, um, he'd never been past six. So he's... Four rounds of two up after six, lost the seventh, lost the eighth. I'm but then he, he had a second win. Then he came back and he showed his his quality. And then obviously when he fought Moreno for the EBU, it wasn't it wasn't probably just beat him up for twelve, up for 12 rounds. Round, yeah. But in a fight like this, it's just a little bit different, isn't it? When 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 you're getting hit, you're getting hurt, you're getting dropped. To dig in and and, and do the rounds as well as he did, oh, amazing.
3: As his coach, manager, MTK around us right now. What's next for what's next for J Harris?
4: I have to really clue. It <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, we got him then.
1: Right. Okay. So we're going to sit down with MTK. Um, obviously, Lee, Lee is buzzing. I think. He's always buzzing. No, I mean he's, he's got. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he's got good good right to be buzzing, hasn't he? But he just said, "Look, we'll we'll give him another shot." You know, I think there's no no mistake about that. From what we saw, you know, we're dealing with a world class fighter. So um, let's let him um, have a shower and have a couple of weeks off, and uh, we'll, we'll start to discuss his future.
3: Well, I want to talk about his future a little bit then. Obviously, he needs to get back in the before he starts for a world title. Now, the other world champions, uh, I, I, I don't know, I Maruti is Maruti's IBF with MTK, and Tanaka the WBO. So, is the the route, the fanciful route that you want to take? WBA is that the the, the, the IBF with Marati? Is that the the route that you thinking that's the most logical way?
4: Make, it? Because they're both with MTK. The other champion is Dalakian in Ukraine. Yeah. But he
3: doesn't and come. Tanaka is a WBO, I think. Tanaka, yeah, he's he's he? Yeah. He given it
4: up. Yeah, give up? Is he? Yeah, I think. I've kid done my research again. Kid called Magremo is fighting uh, Nakatani, I think, for the vacant. Yeah. Yeah. So Jay's the obvious one. Is yeah, but,
1: but but really, you know, looking on, looking back at tonight, I mean, we can safely say that he's going to hold his own with any, any of them, whoever they are, because uh, you know what what he's shown, he's constantly surprised me. From you know, we've all been together mm. and we from, mm. from from Senus. from fight fight number one. Mm. So He's constantly surprised me He's always stood a bit too tall and we always decide, give we? he it. always stood too tall always backs up his <coughs> chin in the air um, and he, he just he surprises me all the time he, he constantly pro- what well, not proves me wrong but he constantly su- surprises me so he surprised me again tonight and um, he can hold his own with any of them.
3: Still only one British champion in the household though right?
4: Yeah, I'd rather be winning a world title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, had, he's got the Commonwealth and European. I got the British and the Welsh. It's a set, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've well, done the complete wins, set.
1: If he wins a world
3: title, you'll have the complete set, won't you? The complete set, and yeah, yeah, we yeah, done exactly. Definitely. Well, I've been out with you a couple of times this 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 week. Are we going out again? Are we? Are we on it? Are we dancing on the tables? We're having a pint, then. Let's do it. That's let's really do set. it. As always, pleasure to see you guys and uh, thanks for this Fivefold TV. Brian, Cheers.
0: This is Andy Peroff, Boxing Social Association with Betfred Fred and I'm joined by Frank Smith. Frank, a brilliant night here in Texas, some brilliant fights. Just work our way through. Mikey Garcia and Jesse Vargas, what was your thoughts on it?
6: Yeah, great fight. I thought um, that Jesse Vargas won the first three of the first four rounds. and um, then as he got into the middle rounds, you know, got put down. But great fight between the two guys. Mikey Garcia showed how skilled he how skilled he is and how he belongs in, you know, the welterweight division. Um Jesse Vargas showed what a fighter he is as well. So great, great fight. And uh, you know, both of those guys have come out, you know, very strongly from that fight. I think Jesse Vargas now decides what he wants to do, whether he wants to go to one five four. Mikey Garcia, some huge options at one four seven for him.
0: That Manny Pacquiao thought that was discussed earlier, how realistic is that and especially in Saudi? Because I know last time when the AJ Ruiz fought happened in Saudi, you he was heavily involved in that, you was out in Saudi quite a lot. Have you had discussions on your own? With anybody out
6: in Saudi, I think that's definitely something that's, uh, that's being looked at. Um, so hopefully, that's something we can make happen. You know, we're we're working with the Wiskill Challenge in Saudi. We had a great relationship with them for the Joshua fight, and we're looking forward to doing plenty more shows out there this year and in the coming years as well. So, you know, that's a big fight. So let's let's see. Hopefully, we can make something like that that happen.
0: Let's just work our way through tonight's card. Fire unfortunately, losing to Chocolatito. That, for me, was obviously a disappointing one. First person I ever interviewed in boxing, someone I have a brilliant relationship with, but Chocolatito ro- rolling back the years, a brilliant performance. What was your thoughts on it?
6: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was the perfect... Uh, prior to the fight, I thought it would be the perfect time for Kalyafai, for Chocolatito. Um, you know, fair play to him. He went in there, did what he needed to do. Kalyafai, I think, you know, he's got a review now where what he wants to do. I think probably move up in weight. Um, or take the rematch, but you know he's had a he's had a great career. Britain's longest ever reigning uh, world champion, um, and like you say, someone who you're close to. That's someone I sort of came through with, took him for his medicals at the start, so have a very close relationship with him. So it was you know it was tough to see him uh, t- take the loss tonight, but um, you know I think he'll go away from this probably learn a lot in there tonight, and you know come back stronger.
0: Julio on Martinez, victor- victorious over Jay Harris. What did you make of his performance as well? On the 19- 118, sorry, 109 scorecard, a bit of controversy there.
6: Yeah, terrible, that scorecard. Absolutely terrible. Jay Harris, before we go on to Martinez, Jay Harris, what a fighter. You know, he got a lot of people uh, question whether he should have been in there before this, but he showed that he deserves to be at that level of uh, that level of the sport. So, you know, props to him for going in there. Um, and he's got a big career ahead of him. He's he stuck in there. I thought early on it was going to be really tough, but he stuck in there and he, he really gave it gave it his all. Um, Martinez, great young fighter. Um, I'm sure he's still got more to more to learn and more growing to do, but you can see he's a tough tough bastard.
0: I mean, obviously moving on from that one and on to Joseph Parker, first time in the ring for a while. Obviously on the back of a Spider Boy, maybe a little bit anxious to make make it. A statement after this timeout. What did you make of his victory over Sean Dell Winters?
6: Yeah, I thought he did really well. I thought he looked great, especially with that timeout out of the ring, you know, he was supposed to box in October, hasn't boxed since June last year. So, you know, he came back in there, he looked he looked really strong. Sean Dale Winters was a tough guy, took a lot of his took a lot of his shots, but great finish to that. And that's what he needed, a big finish like that, you know. June his June fight, he didn't get the finish in there. So yeah, he needed to go in there and impress and I think he did and now it's time for him to step back up into those top ten fights. Um I know Eddie said to you just, just a minute ago about looking at New Zealand that's definitely something we want to look at doing but there's huge fights out there for him and, uh, and as we know it's an exciting time for the heavyweight division
0: and finally Israel Madrimov another brilliant performance excited about him
6: sensational he's, uh, he's definitely got something about him he's so exciting to watch You know, even for the people who don't really who, who are sort of in and out You know, some people come to watch other fighters but he, he really got the crowd going um, and he's, he's got a lot more to come so early on in his career He's, uh, he's going to have a very exciting career.
0: Well, Frank, we will leave there now because I know was, you, you both were about to leave and I've collared you and just trapped you in the corner there, but I appreciate you hanging around. And thanks for being to Boxing Social for a week. I'll see you back in the UK.
6: Thanks for coming, mate. See you in Manchester.
0: Manchester it is. Cheers, Nice oh, one. Cheers, Frank. <laughs>
3: Andrew McCart, IFL TV, in association with MTK Global. You know the introduction, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Diego Pacheco.
7: Uh, this is IFL TV, association, in association with MTK Global. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You get paid for that.
3: Every time you say, it, you get paid. Hey. You're just out of the ring there. Good solid six rounds under your belt. You've been on some sort of KO streak. Is it now valuable to get these rounds under your belt? You you probably learn more
7: doing that. Yeah, definitely. You know, most of my fights have ended real real early, and this fight I went all six rounds, and I feel like. Uh, getting those rounds un- under my belt is going to benefit my career a lot in the long run. Shows your fitness as well. Six rounds seemed easy for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: You hit with some good shots, crisp shots as well. Was there a moment in that fight where, I think it was maybe the end of the fifth round, when you hit him with a. Your backhand's probably one of the best punches I've seen in boxing, if I'm being honest. Was there a moment in that fight where you thought, this is it, I'm getting him out here, I'm going to go for the. I'm going to be 9 0 with eight KOs?
7: Yeah, I heard a, I heard him a few times, but, you know, he, he has an amazing chin. He stood in front of me the entire fight. And, yeah, you know, just tip my hand off to him for that.
3: I don't want to stereotype, but Mexicans, man, these are tough, tough people.
7: Like, he was in,
3: the, he had he some of your best shots in there. It was there a moment, like, not so much a moment in that fight, but did you want to show the crowd that it's more to you than just knockout power? Did you show a little bit of your
7: boxing skills as well? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I really didn't get hit the entire fight. Um, in the second round, I, I hurt my right hand a little bit, and then I started feeling more towards the end of the fight. So... As you, you, know, you saw, I was just mostly throwing jabs and left hands, but uh, I, I know you saw at the end of the, the last round, I was like, man, I'm just let him go. And I almost had him out, but uh, he, he had an amazing chin and he, he was able to uh, stay in there all six rounds.
3: Good for him then. Good for him. Good for him staying in there. Yeah. Six rounds. You're in a six-round fight now. Obviously, Eddie's been keeping you busy. You've been out in Saudi. You've been on the KSI Logan Paul card. You've been here in Frisco, Texas. Any word on when you're out next?
7: Um, no, as of right now I don't know, but you know, as soon as I get back, coming back in the gym and waiting for that next fight date. And keeping you busy, so you what kind of
3: are you hoping for for this year? Are you hoping for maybe another five, six fights in this tail end of this year, and hopefully maybe go for one of them sort of area titles that you have in the states. What I don't know what they call the NAB.
7: What yeah, whatever NABF, all yeah, yeah, Um, You know, I just let my team decide when, when you know, when my next fight is and against who. You know, my job is just to stay ready for whenever they. They they give me a date, you know, and that's what I'll do. I'm going to go back to the gym and stay ready.
3: You're only 18 years old. You're nine fights in. Are you still learning? Are you still learning your craft?
7: Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm still learning and I'm only going to get better, so I'm excited for the future.
3: And you're a super middleweight, right? Super middleweight, yeah. Big, uh, 18 year old. You're gonna grow into something. Do you? Do you how far do you? Do you think you can go? Do you think you can maybe creep into that cruiserweight division in time? Do you know? Because are you still growing?
7: Yeah, I think I think I still have my little kid body. To be honest, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm starting to get bigger and and heavier. So I feel like my prime would be at 175, and then see we'll see from there.
3: The division that you're in right now, 168, even 175. There's some scary, scary people. Canelo yeah. being one of them. Then you've got Berto Biev and. Uh, Dmitry Beville as well at 175. Are you excited when you hear these names? Are you excited to be in these divisions?
7: Yeah, definitely. You know, all of those great champions, it would be an honour in the future to be able to share the ring with them for sure.
3: What's the, what's the sort of goal for you in boxing? Has it become a just world champion? Is that the goal at the moment? Or are you looking for a weight world champion,
7: unified world champion and, and so on? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I'm still really young. You know, I know it's going to be a long road and I'm excited for that journey. But yeah, for sure. You know, I want to unify divisions. I want to... Uh, be a multi-weight uh, world champion, so yeah, I'm really excited for the future. Talking about multi-weight world champions, Canelo, He's uh, looks like he's going to
3: face one of, one, of us back, uh, one of our fighters back home, you have Billy Joe Saunders, Cam Smith, first of all, two parts to this question, who, who do you think gives Canelo the better fight between Smith and Saunders, and if that's the case, who do you think they can win against him?
7: Uh... I think Colin Smith will give him a better fight. Um, Colin Smith is one of my favorite fighters. Uh, he's 6'4", and he uses his range really well, and he's a left-hander, so I feel like he, he'll give uh, Canelo a way better fight than, than Billy. But Billy is an amazing fighter as well, you know, he's a champion for a reason, so either of those guys, you know, that I feel like it would be an amazing fight with Canelo. Can he beat uh, I him? I think so. I think Colin Smith could, could, could give him a really good fight and, and maybe beat him off points.
3: Eddie's had you all over the world. You ever going to come to the UK soon? Any word on that?
7: Yeah, I'm coming this year for sure. Definitely? Yeah, definitely.
3: Well, I won't keep you much longer. Like I said, it's been a nightmare trying to get an interview with you. We've been passed around, left, right and centre. But finally, a pleasure to meet you for the first time. And uh, well done on tonight. Really enjoyed the fight. First time I saw your fight, so well done. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. champ. Thank you.
5: This Tyson Fury glove conspiracy is so damn stupid, it absolutely blows my mind, but there are still people insisting that there's something to it. Well let me demonstrate and explain why there's absolutely nothing to it and why the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. So they are claiming that Tyson Fury was able to get extra power and stop Deontay Wilder because he was wearing doctored gloves. Well, the video going round purporting to show these doctored gloves is a video from the first fight well there's a big problem right away because he didn't stop deontay wilder in the first fight that fight went the distance and it was a draw he stopped wilder in the second fight but guess what folks he wasn't wearing the same gloves in the second fight he was wearing two completely different models of glove And of course there is no footage in the second fight of his gloves behaving strangely or any anomalies to do with them. So there's the first massive problem which has shut down this whole nonsensical uh, debate to begin with. But if you want further evidence of why there's nothing to look into here. In the first fight, Tyson Fury was wearing a pair of Everlast MX. Now these are a glove which have a combination of foam and horsehair padding, okay? Now, with professional fight gloves, there are usually three types of padding. Foam, horsehair, and then the combination I just spoke about, foam and horsehair. Now, with the foam and horsehair MX, which Tyson Fury's wearing here, the foam is next to your knuckle, and then above that, the glove is padded out with horsehair. I'm gonna show you what horsehair gloves look like, or these particular model anyway, right here. So here we've got three different types of Everlast fight gloves, the Elite, the Power Locks, and the MX. In the first fight, Deontay Wilder was wearing Power Locks and Tyson Fury was wearing the MX. And you can see the difference between them here. The Power Locks are completely foam and therefore they have a more uniform shape. The MX, because they're filled with horsehair, horsehair isn't uniform in shape. Okay, this is why they have this type of appearance. And the horsehair is also a lot softer. And under fight conditions, when your hands are sweating, the horsehair can start clumping up and it can start moving around in the glove. Foam doesn't do that. Are you with me so far? But horsehair does. Now, if you want some. Extreme examples from back in the days because in decades gone by, horse hair was the standard padding for boxing gloves. So, for example, when Muhammad Ali was fighting people like Joe Frazier, he was wearing gloves padded with horse hair. This is the pair of gloves that he wore in the first Joe Frazier fight, as you can see there. That's them. Okay, look how distorted they are. This is because during the course of a fight, the horse hair can start clumping up. It can start matting, especially when you're punching somebody and the horsehair can all compress together with the sweat and you get big clumps of horsehair floating around in the glove. That's another picture of the same pair of gloves that Muhammad Ali wore against Joe Frazier. That's a different pair of gloves. That might be Ali's gloves from the Friller Manila. I could be wrong there, but as you see again, the horse hair tends to clump up in certain areas of the glove uh, during a fight. Now, obviously the design of boxing gloves has improved over the years and they don't tend to clump up as badly as they did in the old style gloves, but they still clump up to some extent. And also with Tyson Fury's gloves and see here, there's nothing strange about Tyson Fury's gloves. And this is pretty late on in the fight. I think this might be like the 10th round or something. Nothing strange looking about them there. But these gloves, the Everlast MX, come in 10-ounce XL. So fight gloves generally come in two sizes, 8 and 10-ounce. But with Everlast, they make an XL version of their 10-ounce gloves. Now, what that means is the gloves are exactly the same weight as standard 10-ounce gloves, but they're just bigger. Well, that means that the padding has to be thinner. It has to be distributed over a larger surface area. Okay. And what that does is it allows the padding to move around more because if you've got a smaller glove and the same amount of padding in it, the padding is more compressed. So it's more likely to stay together and stay in one place. But when you've got an XL glove, the padding is more, you know, more spread out. The horse hair that is, is more spread out. Remember, I'm talking about horsehair hair here, not foam. The horse hair is more spread out. And as I say, during the course of a fight, once sweat gets in there, it can start clumping up. It can start compressing under the weight of punches and the glove can start, you know, doing unusual things. And of course the lever itself can start to stretch. Tyson Fury in the clip, which is going round is basically just flicking his wrists when he's throwing the punches. And there are also clips of him with his palm open. Now, if your palm is open and you're throwing punches with an open palm, then of course it's not gonna look the same as throwing punches with a closed fist. Okay, so he's doing both. Sometimes he's flicking his wrists, other times his palm is open, and obviously the glove looks different. So this is one of the pictures which is going round where they're claiming that Tyson Fury's hand was far too low in the glove, that his fist was here, and what, this part of the glove is empty? Never in my life have I ever heard something so stupid. You can clearly see Tyson Fury's fingers are in the end of the glove here. What, do you think the glove is going to curl over like this by itself with this ridge here? Those are Tyson Fury's fingers. There's nothing to see here. His palm is open. You can clearly see the shape of his fingers there. That's the, the, uh, the bottom of the palm of his hand where his hand connects to his wrist. Those are his fingers. What on earth are people looking at? There's nothing to see here. Jesus Christ, people... Einstein once said, two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. And I'm unsure about the universe. (laughs) So he knew for sure that human stupidity was infinite. And so do I. Because how on earth anyone can look at this and find anything suspicious about it at all is beyond me. People think that his fist is balled up here. You can see the palm. Look, the crease in his palm. People think his fist is balled up here and this part is empty. If this part was empty, the glove would be straight. It wouldn't have this clear ridge in it where his tips of his fingers are pushing down. What on earth are people talking about? Have you ever worn a pair of horsehair boxing gloves before? Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. Talk about reaching like Inspector Gadget or Stretch Armstrong. Jesus, people. And once again, this was in the first fight. It has nothing to do with the result of the second fight. He was wearing totally different gloves in the second fight. In the second fight, he was wearing Paffin Sport gloves. He was not wearing these Everlast MX. This is the first fight. In the first fight, he didn't have any extraordinary power. He didn't drop Deontay Wilder. He didn't do any of that. Deontay called him feather fisted in the first fight. So where are people going with this? Deontay Wilder, as I just said, is not wearing the same type of gloves. He's wearing Everlast power locks, which do not have horsehair in them. They've only got high density foam. So they're a much more uniform glove. They're not gonna wobble around and look floppy, etc. They're much more uh, uh, dense, much more densely padded, much more stiff in their appearance. And in their feel so here again these are the gloves that deontay wilder wears and these are the ones that tyson fury was wearing in the first fight so there is no mystery here people there's no oh my god tyson fury cheated he put something in his gloves no he didn't put anything in his gloves he just don't know anything about professional fight gloves i've actually trained in these gloves everlast mx you can go to geezers boxing Great store. I believe they used to be called Giza's Palace back in the days, we changed their name to Geezer's Boxing. Been around for many, many years. Order yourself a pair of Everlast MX, in them and see for yourself, especially if you can get hold of the XL versions. Because again, they've got the 10 ounce version, then they've got the 10 ounce XL. Exactly the same weight. How do they make one glove bigger than the other if they're exactly the same weight? Well, they have to distribute the, pa- the padding more thinly. There's no other way. Okay, and therefore that padding is not going to stay in place as much as padding, which is in a smaller glove because it's compressed down and it, it can't move around as easily. Yeah, there is no mystery to this, people. It's individuals who are clutching at straws desperately and they're taking advantage of the naivety and ignorance of many people out there who don't know anything about professional fight gloves. Yeah. So, look, if there was anything to it, I would be the first person to say, because I'm a glove connoisseur, truth be told. And if any of you want proof, because some people are going to be saying, he he wasn't wearing Everlast MX. They don't look like MX to me. They're Everlast MX. Wilder wears power locks. Fury wears MX. Now, obviously, they're custom colors, but the giveaway with MXs is this little thing right here, which is the Everlast Mexican logo. And I'm going to show you it right now. These are power locks, okay? What, and this is what Wilder was wearing. Just a different color version. These are the stock colors. Wilder had custom colors. But Fury's MX, see that there? The little Mexican logo? It's right there on Fury's glove. See the way it's, it's pointing there, parallel to the thumb? Where are we at? Parallel to the thumb. With the power locks, the logo is by the seam of the thumb. It's not parallel to the thumb. It's by the seam, you see? See, the the power lock has the logo here. The MX has the logo here. And it's a different logo, obviously. And those are what Tyson Fury was wearing. There you go, the MX logo. I mean, I don't need that proof. I already know they're MX because I know those gloves very, very well. I know what they look like. And one of the things about MX is because they're a horsehair glove, they're a lot more flexible than... Uh, gloves filled with foam. Foam gloves are a lot stiffer. You can't open your hand as easily, but they retain their shape better and they're more protective. Uh, horsehair gloves, less protective, but a lot more flexible. You can move your hand around a lot more easily, open your hand up a lot more easily. Again, these are a load of uh, different colors of Everlast MX. So you can see there, horsehair is the uh, top layer of padding. And then underneath the top layer of horsehair, you've got a thin layer of foam which covers your knuckles. So, hopefully, this will clear up this nonsensical Tyson Fury glove conspiracy once and for all. But I'm, I'm probably wishing on a star. <laughs> Wishful thinking by me because people believe what they want to believe at the end of the day. But anybody out there who is just maybe naive about boxing gloves and thinks there's something to Tyson Fury's gloves, go and look at Tyson Fury's gloves for the entirety of the fight. There's plenty of slow motion shots of Tyson Fury's gloves in this fight. Go look at the slow motion shots. This is late in the fight. Look, okay, if you capture something in slow motion, it's gonna look a bit weird because it's slow motion. See it in full speed, and then all of a sudden it doesn't look so strange. Okay, but anyway, there's there's plenty of other slow motion shots where nothing looks weird. All I can tell you is <laughs> I know fight gloves, training gloves, sparring gloves, different models, different brands very, very well. And there is absolutely nothing strange, nothing untoward, nothing dodgy about Tyson Fury's gloves in the first fight, which even if there was, how does that make any difference to the result of the second fight? <laughs> You, you lose the will to live dealing with these donuts on YouTube. You really do. Anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. It's Hatman. I'm out. Hatman merch is now available. We got T-shirts, vests, hoodies, and more. Just click the link below. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics as well as live stream Q and A sessions. Take a look on screen right now. At some of the podcasts i have produced so far. For just three dollars a month, the equivalent of about two pounds a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalog of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content it's easy to sign up there's no contract and you can cancel at any time so come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on patreon today